was good. What's going on, everybody? And welcome, welcome, welcome back to another edition, another installment, another episode. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. One more time. <laughs> drop a bomb. Drop a bomb. Back up in here. What's going on, everybody? And welcome, welcome, welcome back to another edition, another installment, another episode of the Devontae's World Podcast with your boy, Todd Pie Guy. This is episode 46, I believe, of the Devontae's World Podcast. First of all, before we get into everything, I want to say thank you to you guys for always tuning in to the podcast, um, wherever you listen to podcasts, that may be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're everywhere. You can also listen to this, um, or I'm sorry, not listen. Well, listen and watch <laughs> this episode on our YouTube channel, the THC Media Network. Go check that out. You can also check out some of my other podcasts that I host, uh, The Opinionated Brother, right? B-R-U-H-T-H-A, all right? Because people be hitting that hard E-R with the brother. It's not the It's not brother. It's brother, all right? B-R-U-T-H-A. We had to get that together. So make sure you go check that, uh, check that podcast out, the Black Men Win podcast and the r and Show podcast, um, which you can listen to via audio because you know how YouTube be with us. So you know what I'm saying? Listen, I'll be, be thinking like, yo, if you're not a big celebrity or star, you're not going to be able to play um, music on your YouTube channel because I see a lot of YouTube channels play music and it may not be for, you know, maybe... Um, it may not be for as long as the actual song goes, but they do play music, and I and I and I see the 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 favoritism <laughs> within the you know the app and streaming world. So I get it, but it's okay. Go check us out anyway. All right. Um, what do we have on the docket for you guys? First of all, hi guys. <laughs> What's happening? It's been a couple of weeks since we've been uh, together last. You feel what I'm saying? Um, I hope everybody's having a great, great Black History Month. First of all, shout out to Black History Month. Um, first of all, before we even really, really get into the show, we want to give just a Black History fact because um, one thing about me is that I love food, right? Um, I love food. My favorite type of food is soul food. That's just... That that you can equate that to me being very um, black bias. You feel what I'm saying? And culture bias. Hell, um, the the crazy thing about it, uh, the crazy thing about me for real is that my palate is very much growing. You understand what I'm saying? However, <laughs> however, you feel what I'm saying? Soul food will always be the food for me. So what I learned, um, not even, you know, uh, especially what I learned while we were on break, you know, on that long hiatus. Of course, you guys know that I'm a docu buff. If you don't, um, I am definitely a docu buff. First of all, wow, didn't even say good morning, good evening, good afternoon to everybody that continues to listen to us from all across the world. You feel what I'm saying? Whether you're here in the United States or all across the country, we appreciate you. You feel me? First of all, I'm talking all this shit and didn't even give y'all y'all praise. Thank y'all for listening. Podcast. You feel what I'm saying? We appreciate you. So, getting back into everything. Um, no, but uh, one of the things that I learned through uh, watching High on the Hog, um, I think guys should, that is a great documentary to watch on Netflix. Um, I watched that, you know, long when it actually came out. I think it was like last year, 2020, um, or 2021, excuse me. But 
when it actually came out, um, you actually got the history of a lot of the black cuisine um, that we as black people have made famous. Where did it come from? How did it get started? And so going back to a lot of the diasporas in the continent of Africa, right? Um, I think going to the southern uh, tip of Africa, northern Africa, um, going to different countries within um, this beautiful continent that we uh, derive from, right? And so um, it was amazing just to see that, but also to know really where one of my favorite foods have come from, right? Um, knowing that mac and cheese, macaroni and cheese, and see, here's the thing. There's a difference. Let, let me Let me make this distinction now. There is a difference between mac and cheese and macaroni and cheese, okay? Mac and cheese, let me let me give you all this difference. Mac and cheese is what you get out that goddamn box. Now, I have no problem with the craft. It's nasty, but I have no problem with you making your craft mac and cheese. Go ahead and do it. I eat Velveeta, okay? But also, when I don't want to make the homemade mac and cheese cuz that is a process, okay? That that does take time. You understand what I'm saying? You're going to be in the hot kitchen. So I get that you're making the Velveeta just as a, you know, just as a, 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 a temporary. You understand what I'm saying? I've been there. I've done it. My mom's done it. You feel what I'm saying? Just because we don't feel like doing all that. And that's fine by me. However, we know how to doctor that motherfucker up. You feel what I'm saying? Drop a bomb for the doctor. To doctor some shit up, you feel me? We need we just not gonna put the squeeze liquid cheese that's all up in the Velveeta box. You feel what I'm saying? We gonna make sure that you understand what I'm saying. It's gonna be some some other herbs and spices and other cheeses that's going in that pot so it could be, you know, cultured, right? And so that's the difference between mac and cheese. Is mac and mac and cheese is primarily in the box. Right, mac and cheese is primarily in the box. Macaroni and cheese. <laughs> oh, 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 amen. Thank you, Father. Macaroni and cheese is always homemade, baked. Ugh. Yo, I want some right now, bro. And here's the thing. If your macaroni and cheese don't got that damn layer of cheese. And here's the thing. I've made macaroni and cheese before. I really haven't gotten right. I can admit to myself and to you all that I always don't get mac and cheese right. I try my best to get it as right as possible, but it never hits as my grandma's. It never hits as my mom's. It never hits as the women that come into my life for real, especially my OGs. You understand what I'm saying? And it, it don't hit like it hit. Don't get me wrong. It hit, but it don't hit. You understand what I'm saying? It don't hit like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, Mac and cheese is the stuff you get, you know, when you go to the restaurants. You know, now macaroni and cheese is the stuff you get from Chick-fil-A. First of all, shout out to Chick-fil-A being one of the few chain restaurants out here to really have mac and cheese. And I mean the cheese on the layer. Give a horn for them. You feel what I'm saying? Because that's that's amazing. So um, I <laughs> wanted to make that make that um thing but there's a difference um macaroni and cheese was actually invented by a black man who low-key studied french cuisine like here's the thing about black folks 
We are some dope-ass motherfuckers, okay? Y'all can call us dumb. Y'all can call us gangbangers, niggers with the hard ER. You can do whatever you got to do. But what you not going to do is play with our gangster and think we, we ain't out here making everything that you are now literally making money off of. You feel what I'm saying? Drop a bomb for that. Because let me tell you, macaroni and cheese, the way... The way um, one of the queens um, in the in the film in the in the documentary who is actually descendant of, um, let me see, hold on, I actually have his picture. Hold on, let me go, let me go, let me go, let me go, let me go. Right, so James Hemings. That I wanted to make sure I got his last name right. James Hemings was the first American classically trained in French cuisine can we can we say that again the first american not black not white not not first american bro trained in a in french cuisine okay he is the founder of macaroni and cheese <clears throat> he is the let me say that again he is the founder of that baked macked goodness that we have did it you know did it different ways and made it better did it like here's the thing that mac and cheese comes from him all right the found he's the founder but the crazy thing about it is you know they couldn't give us the credit so who actually is the owner of mac and cheese thomas jefferson and of course thomas jefferson took the credit because you're not going to give no credit to a slave but we are we're going to give james hemmings his flowers Because, listen, he created a, a dish that has been transcended over generations. We have kept macaroni and cheese relevant and better every generation. Do you hear what I'm saying? So, James Hemmings, we thank you for bringing not only just macaroni and cheese, but French cuisine into our lives. That's what we don't understand, is that a lot of our soul food probably comes from the James Hemmings of the world who studied in France, <laughs> which is crazy. You feel me? That's one thing. That's one thing. Black people, we, 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 we can get down on this on food. We can get down on culture. You understand what I'm saying? If you don't know, back in the slave times, we definitely, as, as our ancestors, we, they, they would give us the, 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 the nastiest ends Excuse me. Of the, of the, of the, of the, of the animals. And what do we have to do with them? Eat it. And try to make something of it. Huh? And that's what we did. We're cultivators. We're innovators. We're everything. You feel what I'm saying? So, uh, I just wanted to point that out. Just shout out to James Hemmings. Um, not a long show for you today. You feel what I'm saying? Again. Uh, but I do want to get into some things, man. First of all, let me let me just get into this because I didn't really get how much school lunches for kids have really changed until I actually saw <laughs> the actual bag lunches that a lot of these kids are getting. And my and my um my girlfriend is a teacher, so she brings some of the stuff home, right? And I also saw 
um, just a, a a new age 2022 bag lunch. Shout out to Kevin on stage, right? So he's doing this, you know, basically he's like, because as kids, and, and I was the same way, they don't want to take or 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 eat school lunch, right? Now, I knew when I was growing up, I had free lunch, right? I, I qualify for free lunch, and I believe a lot of us did, right? If you qualify for free lunch, most of the time, most of the time, our lunches when I was growing up, okay, our lunches were um it was this it, it it would be like it could be sloppy joe one day which was disgusting it could be ribs and mashed potatoes which were disgusting and the crazy part is the rib was some type of meat y'all know what the McRib? that's exactly what the rib that they would serve for the kids at school i'm not joking <laughs> this was no lie okay like we're 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 literally in the lunchroom and mashed potatoes, you know, they put the little hole in there, put the gravy on top, and they put that rib and I'm like, what is this? It's ribs. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? What the fuck? I'm sorry, wait, what? Ribs? This ain't ribs. I know I listen, and I've said this before. I've been a big boy. I know I look. I know. I, listen. I know I look. I don't look like I've been big. But back in the day, any of my family and friends will tell you I was a big boy. Okay. Two seventy three. Okay. I was out here in these streets. So listen. Don't tell me this looks like a rib. Don't tell me this is a rib. <laughs> Don't tell me this is a rib when you know my fat ass don't know this ain't no goddamn rib. You you look at me with my no neck and my rose and you tell me to my face that this is a fucking rib. No, it ain't no goddamn rib. This was the McRib that they used for the McRib sandwich. Huh? So I was like, but but what I do? Eat it with my fat ass. That's what <laughs> <laughs> I ate that shit though. Ate it. So at a point it was just like I don't want this shit. Right? But and my mama will tell you this, when I would take my lunch and I was really really stupid looking back at it. I loved mayonnaise. I still love mayonnaise, right? I'm not going to put too much on my sandwich, but I like mayonnaise, right? I love mayonnaise. Hellman's to be exact. Let me specifically say that. Hellman's mayonnaise I don't do any other mayo. Every other mayo is disgusting to me. Hellman's slap. My mom was a miracle whipper. Okay. <laughs> she loved miracle whip. And I said, this is the most triflingest thing ever. Because I'm from born, born in the South, right? Miracle Whip don't exist down there for real. It's it's mayo, right? Or it's like some type of other dressing that ain't Miracle Whip, right? Yo, my mom would love craft Miracle Whip to make sandwich with. And I'd be like, my, do we got any mayo? You know I don't eat mayo in this house. It's a Miracle Whip in there. Ugh. I don't want a sweet sandwich. 
Yo, so you know what I did? Because she because it was days when she forced me to eat my lunch. You know what that is? I would literally just take my the size that I was gonna eat, right? The chips, the the uh, the um Twinkies, uh a uh, 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 hostess cupcake, you feel what I'm saying, a juice, probably another bag of chips. And you know what I would do? You know what I would do? I would take a, I would take two pieces of bread, put um, some bologna on it, maybe fried, right, some fried bologna, and I will, and I will, that's it, and some cheese, and that's it. Naked, dry as hell, dry as hell. And the crazy thing is the schools didn't really have mayo either. The schools had Miracle Whip. And I said, what the? I would throw the sandwich away every time. <laughs> and then my mama had salami. <laughs> Yo, fried salami. Like, fried bologna is lit. You understand what I'm saying? Like, if you ever have fried bologna, fried bologna is lit. But fried salami, bro, them little black things in the gut. Ugh. <laughs> Ah, throw it away. Throw it away. <laughs> throw it away, bro. But getting back to the school lunches. Like, our school lunches was the only, I think the only thing lit about school lunch for me was the half days, right? Where it, it, it would, it would, we would have, and this was my favorite, um, the Smuckers with the, the, the PB&J, right? I will always get the uh, peanut butter and strawberry jelly one. Um, Smuckers with the uh, you know, with the chocolate milk that came in the carton, right? And um, we, I, I would get that, and half a day would come around. That would that that right there, and pizza day, and then back in back then when I was like in 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 elementary junior high, pizza day sucked. Okay, it would be this. Square looking pizza with minimal cheese, no sauce, thin bread. Those were the first real cardboard pizzas before Little Caesars came out. And I mean, the little dots of meat, because I didn't know if this was pepperoni or not. <laughs> didn't know what the fuck this was. But hey, pizza. It wasn't until I got to high school where niggas was giving the Hungry Howies and the Pizza Huts and, uh, you know, Happy's Pizza. Shout out to Happy's Pizza and all of them. Like they were, they wasn't giving that. No. So to me, school lunch was very unpleasant. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm glad I got to a point where my high school was right around a, a corner from a Taco Bell, a Coney Island, that me and my friends would literally skip school and just go get some. Because I'm not eating this. I've ate this all my life. I'm not eating it. So we saw the. Through Kev on stage doing the video, we saw what kids are eating nowadays. Okay? Now, <laughs> I'm not going to necessarily say it's worse, but the optics of it looks way worse. Like, it just looks bad. Like, the food looks bad. Not that it just tastes bad, because I don't know. I'm not about to go and eat school lunch. I'm too old for that shit now. And I ain't that fat kid that love cake anymore. That's that's done. Right? I love cake, though. But we think about school lunch, right? We think about that free lunch. We think about them cartons of milk. We think about that piece today. We think about that McRib and the mashed potatoes. Whatever school lunch that you came up with. Did you ever think or did you ever have milk in a bag? 
Now, I know a lot of y'all are like, what the fuck? Milk in a bag. Yes. Now, I'm not saying this is for all school districts or whatever, but when Kev was was going through his son's school lunch, they, they had two milks, one chocolate, one white, in a bag, y'all. Now, I, I, ain't the, I ain't the sharpest crayon or the sharpest motherfucking pistol in the box, bro. I'm just saying. But milk came in a carton, am I not correct? Or in a little jug, right? Little milk carton. And I used to fuck the milk cartons up back in the day. I used to fuck some chocolate milk up, yo. We would have chocolate milk drinking contest. Shout out. <laughs> we would literally have chocolate milk drinking contest, bro. I was one of the champs, but I was in the bathroom. Let me tell you, blowing that bitch up. <laughs> Blowing that bitch down, bro. But here's the thing. They had, like, again, white and chocolate milks in a bag, right? In a bag, people. No straw where you can poke the shit. No, nothing. In a bag, okay? They had juicy juice in the carton where you usually put the milk, okay? Then they had cel... Was it celery? No. Um... Cold slaw in a bag. Excuse me. Cold slaw in a bag. Because, again, we're we trying to teach the kids how to eat healthier, cleaner. So let's put some cold slaw in a bag. Then they had, um, what was it, the juice, the milk in a bag, cold slaw in a bag. <laughs> Three prepackaged French toast sticks. No syrup. Three. <laughs> Yo, it was three French toast sticks. No, no syrup. All right. And then um I think that was it. Um it was some it was probably some more stuff in there. A little bit more, but that's just a synopsis, right? Yo, now here's the thing. All right. I, I understand that we can get French toast sticks from the supermarket. You know, ego, Lego, my ego, you know, all of that shit. But as a kid, like for real, for real. And I'm and I'm going back into my child mind right now to think on the level that they're at right now, on a, especially when it comes to food, because one thing universally known is do not fuck with my food. And that's just on a from a kid to an adult level. Do not fuck with my food, and if I don't like it, I don't care. I'm not eating it. Now, when we were growing up, we didn't have no choice, okay? Especially when my mama tell it from from her perspective, when my grandma was raising her. Yo, she had no choice. She had no choice. One of the things that I like that my grandma makes particularly, and I know y'all going to hate me for this, is liver and onions, right? I know everybody is like, what the fuck? My mama would tell me, like, I hated that shit. But my grandma would have to make her, would, would sit her down to make her eat it, right? Same shit. But we at school. Ain't nobody here to make us eat this shit. We throwing this shit away. We in the cafeteria acting a fool. We bring it. I will remember, remember, I will remember my mama worked at my school during eighth grade, right? Uh, my last year of junior high. 
which was amazing. You understand what I'm saying? Literally, in retrospect, it was great because all the teachers knew my mama. I wasn't that really bad in class. Like, I would talk and everything, yada, yada, yada. But I wasn't disruptive, right? I was up in there, you know, getting my grades and, you know, doing my shit. But I wasn't disruptive. You understand what I'm saying? My mom will literally, because she knew I'm not eating this bullshit-ass lunch, she would go, go pick up some lunch for all the people on her flow and for your boy. What? Oh, to go downstairs? With a baked but with a loaded baked potato, because there's a, a a good baked potato spot in Detroit that y'all gotta try out. I gotta find it actually. Um, I, it might be called loaded baked potato. I don't know if it's called that, but literally the baked potato would come with chicken, cheese, broccoli, um, sour cream. It would be a whole thing. I'm going down. Yo, I will go downstairs. Yo, niggas eating a nasty-ass white cardboard lunch. I'm coming in flexing, flexing with the Popeyes, flexing with the McDonald's. And at that time, nigga, when you flex that hard, you like, damn, like, fuck fuck what you got on. Because at lunchtime, niggas don't want to eat this nasty-ass shit. So if your mama sit or your parents sit here and bring you some food, and this was a regular thing, parents would bring food up to the school. Because they knew kids wasn't fucking with this shit. And luckily, again, I had the luxury of my mama working there being a hall monitor. So, yo, it was, I'm I'm getting, I'm getting at least McDonald's or loaded baked potato every Friday or every other Friday on payday. You feel what I'm saying? And again, she knew the teachers. So the teacher's like, oh, let me put in, let me put in, let me put in. Because I don't want that shit. You feel me? And she would go early to make sure she'd be back by lunchtime, bro. Hey, yo, here go your food. Oh, thanks, ma. Peace out. You feel me? It was lit. Now, again, this food nowadays, it just like, I know kids wouldn't eat it now. I wouldn't eat it now. I'm not about to eat no cold-ass, one, no cold-ass French toast sticks. Two, I'm not about to sit here and drink milk out of a fucking bag. What the fuck? What 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 possessed y'all as the whoever runs food for the schools, right? Whatever district that you're in. Especially when we talk about LA, right? Cuz they're they um Kev's kids are out in LA. Particularly if you are putting milk in bags and if you're not in LA, right? Just school districts period. If you are doing that, what is possessing you to put the milk in the bag? Is the carton not good enough anymore? The carton is made for the juice now, so no more milk cartons. What do you have a little hole so so the straw can go in the bag? What what are we talking about here? Why is coleslaw packaged like it's packaged? Why is it just dry with no sauce? What are we talking about here? It's not even salad. It's coleslaw. That looks drier than the Sahara Desert, bro. Oh, I'm telling And you know what? You know what? It was crazy because even in college, the food wasn't that great. Like, real talk. Like, let's, let's keep it a bean. Schools across the board, K through college, need to fucking get it together with the food. That's just facts. <clears throat> y'all want to spout healthy eating, but y'all are feeding 
shit that looks healthy in the optics of everything. But low key, this shit looks trash. And when you eat it, it tastes even more trash. Because I've had healthy shit. And it could be good. You flavor it right. You season it right. And it don't got to be no salt. Let's say that real quick. It don't got to be no high blood pressure ass seasoning. It can be some good seasoning. But a lot a lot of the people back here ain't 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 color folk and skin folk. Okay. They they it's plain, little pepper, and that's it. I don't know, man. I couldn't do school lunch nowadays. I'm not gonna do school lunch. I remember my girl just brought like a a banana muffin. And I'm like, well, where's the nuts? Because <laughs> you know a banana nut muffin, like I'm like, if you're gonna bring a banana muffin, where's the banana nut muffin? Like it's just nothing, you know, pause on that. But it's just like, where's the banana like that's it, just banana muffin? And I mean it was straight, but it you could tell schools are trying to be a lot more healthier, right? They probably using Splenda instead of real sugar. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> Get it together, schools. Hell. It's just like that that's not that's not good. All right. Um I wanted to yes, listen, 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 listen. I've been meaning to bring this to y'all attention for a minute. You feel me? All right, so if you if you know, um, if you've been listening to the show, if you've been following my journey, you know that I've been in New York for the past, it'll be two years in August, right? It'll be two years, okay? In those two years, y'all also know, if you have not known, I've been trying to find <clears throat> a, a, a black-owned, authentic fried chicken spot. You understand what I'm saying? In New York. I didn't think that it was going to be this this hard okay um to find one i and 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 mind you i've lived in three boroughs so far brooklyn manhattan and i'm in the bronx now right harlem when it became uh, east harlem um slash manhattan and now i'm in the bronx now i will be doing my due diligence research so far where i can find some good black fried chicken from right but it has been few and far in between Real talk. Now, if there are some out there that you would like to send me or hit me up with, I would love. Please, send it. I don't mind sending shits, okay? But I haven't found it. What I had to come to realization, and black people, this going to hurt because it hurt me. New York. Specifically, New York's fried chicken scene is not dominated by black folks. It ain't. It ain't. It is dominated by the Asian community. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I don't fuck with Chinese food, right? That's just that's just real shit. I don't fuck with Chinese food unless it's maybe some white rice and some... Um, uh, some white rice and some uh, sweet and sour chicken or maybe some crab ragoon. That's it, right? Or fried chicken wings and fries, right? Okay. Now, a lot of people would say fried chicken and fried rice. 
your prerogative. Because <laughs> no. to me, fries always go with chicken wings. But, I mean, I get it. You, you do what you do. You know what I'm saying? That's that's you. You feel me? Your prerogative, you like it, I love it. That's what it is. But I'm more of a chicken and fries type of dude. You understand what I'm saying? And so I've told y'all before some of my favorite chicken, you know, chain spots. You know what I'm saying? My, my favorite is Popeye's, right? That's what it is. And as a boy who grew up in 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 a very black urban <laughs> very black uh neighborhood um who learned how to fry chicken who fries chicken very well um i very much hold fried chicken to a high degree if you do it you understand what i'm saying if that is one of your main dishes on your menu i'm going to hold it to a to a to a standard of this shit better be hitting or I'm going to throw it back in your face. You understand what I'm saying? Like something like that. Because I don't take fried chicken lightly, right? Let me tell you something. I've been to two Chinese spots around New York. Because everybody tells me, from my girlfriend to some of my friends here in New York, not all Chinese spots is, is, is good spots. And I'm like, that's true. Because we know that shit back in, back in Detroit too. Not all Chinese spots are good spots, right? So you need to, people need to, send you to the right ones and i got sent to the right one right and i remember going to this one um on 116th uh empire three shout out to them i was like babe all i want is some chinese uh all i want is some fried chicken wings and fries now she gets her shrimp and broccoli white rice rice sauce that's her thing right all right cool no problem i get it we go back to the crib it's my first time eating fried chicken from a Chinese spot. I'm, I don't know if I told you guys this. I bite into the chicken. Sparks and confusion start to go up in my mind. Because it's good. And it's not only just good, it's flavorful. Okay? It's not too salty, right? You know how people be making their chicken? And this is fried chicken, people. This is not skin this is not just skin fried chicken you understand what i'm saying no flour no they coated this okay coated this shit all right they had battle this is fried chicken you feel what i'm saying and i bite into it not too salty flavorful juicy i said now wait the fuck a minute (laughs) i said now wait the fuck a minute, hold, 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 hold. What the fuck? Hold on. Everybody just pause and pump the fucking brakes. Hold up. Now, what you're not going to tell me is that my Asian brothers and sisters are cooking chicken up here better than the black folks. <laughs> you're not, not going to tell me that. And so I was like, I'm not going to believe it. I'm not going to believe it. I'm not going to believe it. So, of course, we move. We move back to the Bronx. And there's a Chinese spot. Literally two doors down from us. Not, not even. Okay. It literally take me two seconds to walk out. I call, get the order, boom, right there. Come back. Not even five. So I'm like, we got a Chinese spot over here. We'll try them. We'll see. Because the Chinese spot that we go to is out the way. Right? We're on 233rd. That's on 116th. Right? So it's out the way. Okay. So we go to the Chinese spot. Bae's like, all right, this is a new Chinese spot, so we got to be careful. I was like, you're right. Chicken wings and fries. All right, babe, let's get it. 
So we order some chicken wings and fries. She gets actually honey wings, right? Because they have like buffalo wings, um, honey wings, right? And they're honey, so sticky, everything. Like they fry the wings and then coat it in this beautiful honey sauce, okay? We're eating. And you know when shit is good, especially for us, when shit is good, when you ain't said a motherfucking word in about 15 minutes to each other. Literally, we prayed, we put our our salt, pepper on the fries, whatever you the condiments, and we started grubbing. We said nothing to each other for 15 minutes straight. I had to break the ice and be like, this shit is fine. She was like, hell yeah. <laughs> yo, so I had to come on here and be like, yo, the New York scene when it comes to fried chicken, in my mind, is being dominated by the Asian community. Now, I know down south, black people got that shit on lock. I know that for a fact. But up here, I can't say that. Not yet. Because low-key, my Asian brothers and sisters have me over here like, oh, shit. Have y'all had Korean fried chicken? Yo, that's a whole nother vibe. Like, <laughs> yo, that's a whole nother <laughs> Yo, we, yo, it, yo. I, I, is there's, there's, as a chicken, as a fried chicken connoisseur, there is nothing more for me to say than the Asian community up here has the fried chicken game on lockdown. When you got multitudes of black people coming up in your shit, not just asking for your regular degular, but the also the chicken wings. When you're having Super Bowl parties and you're asking the Chinese spot for chicken wings. And they know, first of all, and, and chicken wings has to be their bestseller, especially the one that's by our place, because literally it had to have a pan. They be having like two, three pans of chicken wings ready to either be served hot or to be ready to be dropped in the fryer. They be ready because obviously chicken wings has to be the best seller. And that means obviously it's not enough fried chicken. Black folks, what are we doing? What are we doing here in New York? What are we doing? Somebody, Listen, listen, I'm calling on all the black people here in New York. In New York City, Bronx, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Harlem, Queens. I don't know about Staten Island. Maybe Staten Island, too. (laughs) I'm calling all the five boroughs, all the black people. Y'all need to let me know ASAP where a great black-owned fried chicken, where I can get good black fried chicken. Like, your mama make it, your grandma make it, to put the foot in it. I need it because the Asian community is putting their foot up in this shit right now. Like, I come to my girlfriend, I'll be like, damn, I want some chicken wings and fries from the Chinese spot. She'll be like, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like that. I, like, and, and, to, for, and for me, I've been eating fried chicken all my life. Black people have been cooking me fried chicken all my life. New Wave, Captain J's, all my life. Ain't no way in hell you gonna tell me the Asian community and shut me the fuck up. 
said, yes, we will. Yes, we will. And in some cases, make it a little bit better. Oh. <laughs> Yo, it was like, I have to put them at the upper echelon of fried chicken cuisine. Like, it, it has to be there. They're there. They're there. So it's just like, I, I, I just had to put that out there. Asian community up here in New York City is killing the fried chicken game. Facts. And if you haven't tried any Korean fried chicken, please, I advise you to go try it. Real talk. It is a different type of vibe. Like, when you go to the Chinese food store, you can get fried chicken wings, and 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 some will be slapping. Not all, because some, some, some of them will be a little too salty. But the ones that I've had so far, they've been slapping, flavorful. Get you some Korean fried chicken, though. It, a cha- it blew my mind. Okay? Again, you come from a culture where fried chicken is the echelon. <laughs> One of the echelons of soul food. And then we got the Asian brothers and sisters coming up in here and literally doing it their own way and killing it, bro. Killing it. So I would definitely be um, checking out some more fried chicken from them. You feel what I'm saying? Because that shit be fire. Drop a bomb for it one more time. Oh, okay. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to talk about, you know, my hair. I am not my hair. I am not my skin. No. But um, if you don't know, my hair journey has been uh, over. Oh, my God. I want to talk. Uh, my my hair journey has been what over about two years now. Um, started growing out my hair in in in, in twenty twenty, basically. You know, when I was still in Grand Rapids and locked it up. I want to say last year. Like, has it been a year? Huh? Has it been a year since I really locked up my hair? Wow, it really has though. You know what I'm saying? And we're here. You feel what I'm saying? Hair looks good. Hair looks healthy. You feel me? If you're watching it right now, it looks good. I, I actually just washed it because what I'm about to get into um, is I've learned a lot about my hair. First of all, I want to give a shout out to all my black women out there. All the black women um, who have helped me on my hair journey because I've asked a lot of questions particularly to my girlfriend, particularly to my mom, you know what I'm saying, particularly to a lot of my friends who use hair products and everything like that, like I've been asking. Because one thing that I've understood about my hair so far is that my hair is very, very sensitive to a lot of products, right? And so I've always asked, like, what's, what products do you use for your hair? I've also asked black men who have locks. You understand what I'm saying? Right. I asked my loctician what products. Right. And one product that I cannot. That I will not fuck with at all is a uh, shining jam uh, that comes in like the red container. Um, It's a good it's a good product. Right. Let me not let me not. I, I ain't gonna shit on them. It's a good product. But I think for my hair, it's broke me out twice. And when I got these done, uh, my girlfriend was, you know, doing the locks and everything. And and retwisted it, and we use shot and jam. Now, usually, um, the last lock and lock gel that we used was African Pride. African Pride, whoa, 
African pride locked jail worked wonders. No itching, no scratching, no padding. Cause yo, I be beating the shit out my head. Do you hear me? Do we not do listen, women, low-key. When you beat your head, do you feel like you getting brain damage? Real talk. All my all my black sisters out there. Do y'all feel like y'all getting brain? And then my brothers who got who got locked too. Do you be feeling cause I can't I can't get in there. I got nubs. You understand what I'm saying? So I can't get in there and I don't want to get in there. I don't want to fuck up my hair. I don't want to sit here and 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 just be scratching and shit, and then I get some scabs. I don't want to fuck up the process, right? I've been doing great with my hair. My hair looks healthy, looks good. I don't want to scratch the shit out of my scalp, and then it just be red all over, and then I'm bleeding. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want that, right? We don't want that, okay? So... It's always been a um, a thing where I had to understand how sensitive my hair was. Like I think one of the 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 the, the first things I understood was which shampoo works better with my hair. And I'm and 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 thank you again to black women because you guys have shown me. Um, and just not what asking you guys, just show me um, through videos and um, through you guys talking to because I follow a lot of hair um, a lot of hairstylists on Facebook and Instagram and everything like that. And that was before I even, you know, locked my hair um, just to support them. You feel what I'm saying? And so in locking my hair, I would get some tips and tricks from them. Like, yo, this is what you, you know, use is what you shouldn't use. This is what you, uh, that, you know, have their recommendations. Not so recommendations. You know what I'm saying? Um, Don't put too much product in your hair and everything like that. Like that was, I think that was the biggest thing for me. I didn't want too much product. And if you've seen me through my stages, I've been, listen, we done had the baby roaches locks. You feel me? I done had the, the, the twisties. I remember my, 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 my sister Chantel shout out to her. She's, she was the actual one starting to like really twist and get my hair in that, in that mode of, 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 you know, getting ready to, to really um, lock it up and everything, but at that time during 2020, it was just like you know, let me let me see what happens, right? I, I had the Afro Samurai Afro and everything like that, and once I moved to um, once I moved to New York, I was like, oh shit, who the fuck am I going to get to do my hair? I can't do my hair. This is a lot. Who does hair? What is happening? You feel me? So. Um, it was like shout out to Bev because you know Bev was out here just killing the game. My girlfriend, she was out here killing the game, you know, with my hair and shit. So, um, kept my hair healthy. You know, we didn't use products that, and it was, and it's always a trial and error run, right? Shining Jam broke me out one time, and I should have known from that one time um, that it was going to break me out again, right? And you only need twice for me, honestly, like. If I don't get it the first time, I'll get it the second time. And the second time when we put Shining Jam in my hair, um, it just really broke out my scalp and, you know, my forehead and, you know, the back of my hair. It, it Like my skin started to break out. You feel what I'm saying? And so when my skin starts to break out from the product, it's just like, ah, can't use that product. With African Pride, the lock gel never made my hair itch, never made my hair break out, never made my, or my skin break out, excuse me, never really gave me a problem. It felt so good. 
really, really good. So um, I've learned my hair a lot, man. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it really looks, it really looks good. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I am proud of you know my lock journey. I'm excited to see where it continues to go. You feel what I'm saying? Like it, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to continue to see my my lock journey increase. You feel what I'm saying? Like um, <clears throat> when I went to go get locked up one time with my loctician, my loctician was like, "Wow, your locks look great," because she's the one that locked me. And I haven't, and I didn't go see her for a minute until like my locks were about to this length where they are now. I went to go see her, and she saw my locks, and she was like, "Wow, your locks look so good." I was like, "Shout out to my girl because she held it down." You feel what I'm saying? When 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 money was tight, she held it down. When we had to we had to save, squeeze them pennies. We had to, you know, she held it down. So, and she was learning too. You know, and I didn't mind. For me, I didn't mind being a a, a a test dummy in a sense, right? To 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 let her, you know, get her get her skills with locking and doing hair off, you know, better and everything. So, you know, it, it's 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 always a good thing when you can you're you're listening to your hair because I think that's a big thing for a lot of us. We need to really listen to our hair and what it's telling us in our bodies and what it's telling us. You feel what I'm saying? Um, I think for me personally, I've I've seen what works for my hair. Design Essentials, shout out to Design Essentials, shout out to African Pride. You feel me? Because it doesn't dry my hair out. Like my hair is not dry. You feel what I'm saying? Like, and my hair is naturally oily. Like I'm a naturally oily type of type of nigga. You understand what I'm saying? So, like, it it is just. Yo, it's not dry. Like I can feel it. Like I washed it last night. Put some oil on it, um, just to give it some some moisture and everything. Put my do rag and I let. It's not dry. You know, it still looks good after what? Like y'all can still t- like it still looks good after a wash, man. It still looks good. No product in it. No nothing. It still looks great. I was like, oh, this shit look great. You know, easy does it, right? And low key. I'm a low maintenance type of guy, right? When it comes to my hair, I hate it. No, like real talk, didn't like real brush my hair. I like I was Kevin Durant before it was Kevin Durant for real, for real. Um, but honestly, <laughs> real talk, like I would brush my hair, wave check, everything like that. Like it, it got to a point where me and my cousins would have a competition of whose waves were better. Like we would, like yo. We putting mad wave grease in our shit. I mean, wave grease on the sides, wave grease on the front, wave grease on the back. And my waves was popping back then. Let me tell you, I had like the 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 CCC sick waves like niggas used to have. But bro, let me tell you, I had some good ass waves, bro. Niggas would niggas would die over my waves. They'd be like, "Damn, your shit, wa- hell yeah, it's wavy, wavy as fuck, my nigga." You see this shit, wavy. <laughs> get a haircut, you see all the. Way- <sighs> I said, if I get a haircut, we're getting waves back. I know that. I was like, if I get a haircut again, we're getting waves back. I'm literally getting my waves back. We're not doing regular hair. We're getting waves again. Like I will put in the process for waves for real. But I don't think. I want to cut my hair. I love my hair long. You understand what I'm saying? It, it gives it, it. It is. This is a different type of me. like. If you see me as with haircut, and you see me now, this is a different motherfucker. Let me say that right. 
this is a different type of dude that you looking at. You understand? He has grown. He has matured. Um, he has elevated. He's still he's still that same crazy ass motherfucker with with without there. You understand what I'm saying? But I've definitely elevated and matured um, in a lot of different areas. And so I'm and I'm and I'm just you know owning a lot of you know wearing my crown. Well, how about that? How about that? Just wearing my king. You know my king crown. Well, so um, take care of your hair, man. You feel what I'm saying? Whether you got waves, bald headed um hair out the underwear or whatever you understand what i'm saying or hair to your underwear whatever you know hair out the underwear (laughs) yo that's funny but all right y'all we out of here um make sure that you follow the podcast the um dw podcast on instagram and the Devontae's world podcast on facebook again you can follow us and listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts uh pandora apple music spotify wherever we're there all right you can also check us out on youtube make sure that you follow our youtube page subscribe to it we're getting some uh, subscribers so i'm so excited for that so keep watching keep listening and keep subscribing make sure you turn on that notification bell as well um Follow us on uh, um, Twitter. Follow our network page on Twitter, where, where you can get some updates on all of network, all the network updates that we have going on as well. So new episodes from uh, the other podcasts that I host as well, so you can get that. So THC Media underscore um, is our is our Twitter tag, the THC Media Network. You can just type that in, and you can find us. All right, I love you guys. Peace, love, and hair grease. We will be back. Um, what is this? back in march yeah yeah we'll be back march what is that third we'll be back march third guys all right so be good stay easy be breezy this has been another one and we out